Hey, hey, friends, welcome to the Lens of Faith podcast. I'm so excited to talk about the hit movie today, Jesus Revolution, and welcome my guest, the director, composer, and writer of the film, Brent McCorkle. Hey, Hey, Brent. Brent. Thanks for having me on. So good to have you. Um, (laughs) Jesus Revolution is not just another Christian movie. First of all, it's Hollywood grade, which is amazing because, you know, most Christian movies are really kind of like B grade or. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, they're definitely, yeah, most of them definitely are B-movies for sure, yeah. Yeah, maybe made in like someone's backyard or something. (laughs) Yeah. But Jesus Revolution is up there with the Hollywood great movies, so I love that. It was done amazingly with great quality, so great job on, you know, making the film. You did an awesome job. And I can tell you, Jesus Revolution is my dad's testimony. It's literally my dad's testimony. I'm born and raised in California. He was 18. He was a long-haired, you know, no shirt, Levi wearing, guitar playing, pot smoking hippie, you know, back in the 70s. And he got radically saved in the Jesus movement. And he gave up everything. God even convicted him of his music. He had all these records you know the doors and the beatles and all these lps and he got rid of everything but that was the one thing he kind of held on to and the holy spirit got his attention and said if you had something that was separating you from your relationship with your son would you want him to get rid of it and he knew it was his music he had like cases of albums so he even got rid of his music but he went you know did a full 180 you know got radically saved and he's never looked back He just celebrated like, what, 50 years now of salvation. And I grew up with that man of God. So I'm probably 10% hippie. I don't know. (laughs) But, you know, there never really has been a movie made like this about the hippies. And when I watched the preview, and I don't think I've ever done this in a preview of my life, within like the first 20 seconds of the preview, I started weeping. Mm -hmm. And I just started thanking God because... I am, you know, a product and who I am today is because of what happened during that time. So I definitely resonate with the movie. It's more than just a cool, you know, movie for me. It's like, wow, this is my dad's testimony on film. Yeah. I wanted to share that with you. That resonates with me personally. My mom was not a hippie, actually. She got saved in young life. So like my dad was the hippie. My mom even said, I'm not marrying this hippie, you know, because she was just like more of a square. Yeah. uh, My mom was like a virgin. She'd never had a boyfriend. You know, my dad was already whatever he was doing. (laughs) Right. But God put them together and they've been married um, almost 50 years now. That's awesome. But I love the movie. It was well done. I mean, there's so many amazing parts of it. And then congratulations. It passed $40 million and it's Lionsgate's highest grossing film 2019. Is that right? Yes, uh, we actually have done better since that came out. We're actually uh, past 50 now, which is really fun to, you know, to have that um, to have that accolade for a minute. But um, but yeah, no, we're past uh, we're past 50 million uh, domestically and uh, we're getting ready to come out uh, on, uh, you know, on on streaming and Blu-ray and everything. We're coming out, I think, next week. And then um, and then we don't know what it's going to do internationally, but it's getting a international release in Latin America and the UK. So. Wow. I think there's going to be a couple more little surprises uh, in the international releases as well. So we'll we'll see. An announcement that it's digital? It will be uh, digital on the 8th, I believe, of, of April. So after Easter. Um, yeah. Well, after Easter, it will drop, man. 
you know, the Blu-rays will be available to DVDs and then you'll be able to find it on the different streaming platforms and get it like on Amazon Prime and, you know, that, that kind of thing. It'll be all over the place for sure. Awesome. We mixed the movie at Sony. And so I got um, I got a Sony mug. Why do you believe the film has had so much success? Yeah, um, there's a lot of reasons for it. There's technical, uh, you know, industry marketing reasons for it. One is just it's just a very uh, overt, unapologetic uh, movie about Christianity. And I think people were excited about that in the faith space. Um, and and that, that is a that's a group of people that are generally underserved uh, by Hollywood. And so um, if you can do a film right, that um, doesn't have anything that it would be um, considered offensive or, you know, that kind of thing. So. Um, so I think I think that re we really had that going for it. You had a you had the narrative of a, a, a title with the name of Jesus in the title coming out of Hollywood, and I think people were like, "What? What is it?" <laughs> uh, you know, and it, it was it was a very overt Christian movie that came out of Hollywood, and um, and so I think that was a big part of it. And then beyond that, you know, you already you already mentioned it. I think people were pleasantly surprised that uh, we had crafted a film that was on par with. Uh, Hollywood level and Hollywood style, Hollywood um, production value, uh, which is a big, a big value of mine, a big value of, of John and Andy Irwin and a big value, value over at uh, Kingdom Story Company. So I think the production value was another. And then um, beyond that, um, it's a feel good movie. It, it stirs your heart. It makes you smile it touches you in a way that i don't think any human being can take credit for there's just a lot of love in the movie and kindness and compassion and um we're coming out or we're still really in uh like you know just a lot of hatred in our country on all the way across the entire political spectrum and so i think some people are just ready to see something kind and loving um so i think that was a big part of it um but I, the secret sauce that I think Hollywood still hasn't cracked, and I, I bang this drum at Kingdom all the time, but like if you can do a movie that will touch your heart, people will go see it over and over again. And so um, I think this, this is a movie that touches people's hearts when they watch it. And um, it's amazing to see on Facebook and uh, Instagram how many people have gone back to see it multiple times just because it makes, your, it makes you feel good. It touches your heart and, and moves you. And so... Um, I got a text last night. Somebody posted they they've gone to see it 24 times in the wow. theater. Um and uh so there's a feeling that you get, you know, with the movie and um and again it's I really do think it's pure love. I think it's the love of God that comes off the screen and meets you where you're at in the theater and uh, again no human being can take credit for that, but it's just a very loving movie. It's very kind and um and I think it can really, it really is touching a lot of hearts and spirits. And, um, and we need that right now, you know, we need that right now. And so, uh, so I think this movie, um, is, uh, is meeting people where they're at spiritually. Uh, and so, yeah, just, those are a few ideas I think I have. Um, uh, also it was just, a. Uh, it's a movie in Hollywood that is uh, right now. Hollywood is is very afraid of dramas. Dramas aren't doing well. Um, hmm. uh, it's it's really crazy. But um, most of the dramas that were nominated for Academy Awards, uh, our movie did more box office than them. Like there's, I mean, even Academy Awards, like these are like the greatest movies in the world, and people aren't just people aren't going to see them. And so um, 
So people are, you know, in Hollywood, the, the execs are very worried about dramas. Um, but what I think Jesus Revolution proved is the the Christian audience, that silo, right? Like that in that genre or when you make a film that is intended for um, for a Christian audience first. And if it breaks out, great. Uh, and, and uh, you know, and I, I want I want uh, the stuff I work on to break out. I want it to play on, a, you know, uh, in the mainstream. But um the intentionality is going to be for uh, the Christian crowd and make sure that we don't leave them out. You know, that's the big, that's the big thing that we do. And so I think, I think we did it, <laughs> you know? And so, so I think Hollywood's paying attention to like, okay, well, yeah, these smaller dramas, if they're targeted for a specific audience can work. And so, um, so yeah, it's a small movie of low budget, but we intended it uh, for to play very well for a Christian audience. And, but also the hope was that other people outside of uh, uh, Christianity or the Christian faith would come to see it. And that happened as well. So those are some of my ideas, but what do I know? I'm just, I'm just the artist. I'm just the filmmaker, but, um, but no, I think, I think for me personally, those, that's what I heard. That's what I observed, you know? So those are some of the, some of the uh, factors of why it did so well, I think. I, I immediately went to this is the Holy Spirit that's drawing people to watch this movie because um, I don't think it's a coincidence that the Asbury revival, Jesus revolution, you know, all these things are happening at the exact same time, you know, in a world that looks more demonic than ever. And it's something that we need, you know, that hope, like you said, that love, uh, something that represents that. I mean, I can't even go on Netflix anymore. I can't even watch anything. It just everything's so demonic now. I mean, everything, all the movies are just more and more evil or over-sexualized, you know, there's not a lot of purity left. And mm -hmm. I think people miss that, you know, they miss that, that innocence almost. And I think back of The Passion, The Passion was one of, I think, the most successful Christian movie out there where, you know, convicts came into the movie theater and turned themselves in and... Like it was just a crazy time during the passion. Jesus is the answer, you know, he's the way it's, it's not religion. It's Jesus. I feel that way for sure. I think, uh, you know, un unfortunately there's a lot of religion that gets built up around Jesus. There's religion that gets built up around, you know, around lots of different things. But, um, yeah, for me, definitely. I agree with you. The non-religious version of Jesus, you know, the love of Jesus. I think that's what the hippies brought in because they didn't know any better. They're just like, oh, Jesus loves me. I, they came in like little kids, you know, just like, oh, well, God loves me. I need to love other people. I'm I'm about love and peace and hope. And um, wow. So this Jesus guy died for me because he loved me. You know, and I just think they brought this beautiful, simple, childlike thing back into it and, and really um, did a pretty cool job, at least for a brief moment in time, dismantling uh, a lot of the religion. And so, yeah, I agree with you 100%, uh, 100%. Um, and also, I would say our country and the world is ready. I think you're right. I think um, I actually had a really long talk with my editor about this, but we've kind of been in a dark time of content, like real nihilistic, real dark, like depressing, kind of oppressive, real despairing content. And I think after the pandemic, especially and, and everything, we're ready just to swing over and, and just see light and brightness and kindness and uh the good of you know the good of humanity and, and love and, and movies about god and faith i think um i think you're going to see a lot more uh, light i think the pendulum's going to swing the other way into some really light um kind uplifting narratives um believe it or not um 
I actually believe that about the last Top Gun movie. No, Top Gun was one of the best movies made. I just appreciated it because you don't see anybody get killed in combat. Everybody is there for each other. There's it's patriotic. A, it's patriotic. You feel a lot of love in your heart for these characters, and uh, you care about them, and uh, they have each other's back. I think it really was um, a very encouraging, uplifting story. And I think that's, again, that's a reason why it just did so huge. And, um, you know, I, I generally find Tom Cruise to be a pretty cold actor. Uh, but, man, he moved my heart. I was moved by his, him in that movie. He, I, he had a kindness and a sweetness about him that he generally doesn't do. And um, I think... <laughs> He, I think you should uh, look into that because I mean, they're like you, like you were saying. Um, I think people are, I think people are ready for more uplifting, positive, inspiring content. And I, I think, I think we're going to trend there uh, in the next five years. But everything you know. about that movie, like you said, it was just super patriotic, all American. No one died. You know, it was a hero based movie. Right. It was just uplifting. And I was actually really shocked that it did not win best movie. So I, I'm sure there's some politics in Hollywood with that, because <laughs> I, I thought for sure Top Gun would, you know, win best movie. Yeah. Um, genre films don't play as well. Um, you know, and it's an action movie, uh, but the, he, you have to hand it to Tom Cruise and that team. Like the box office was pretty dead until that movie hit. And then everybody started going to the movies. And so, yeah, that, that, uh, we, it was so interesting, but me and my friends talked we're like, man, they should have at least got an honorable mention. Like somebody Something. should have thanked that someone said. And by the way, Top Gun, even though you didn't win, thank you for bringing cinema back to America because, <laughs> you know, it was huge what that movie did. And it's like one of the most perfect action films ever made. I loved and, uh, it. But they also came at you with all the heart. A beautiful scene with Al Kilmer. And I don't know, man, it just makes you feel something. Makes you care. Yeah. Well, anyways, back to your movie, though. We're here for you. Okay. So. <laughs> Um, I wanted to ask you, what was your favorite part of making the film? What was your favorite scene or maybe your favorite moment? Yeah. Uh, well, I would definitely say my favorite part of this movie was working with this cast and crew. Uh, they, they were the best, best team I've ever worked with. And they are family. I, I would go out with this exact same group tomorrow and make another movie. I, um, this, the, the business is very hard. You work grueling, ridiculously long, thankless hours, and, uh, you end up being a zombie at the end. And what I've found and discovered in my own life is I'm, if I'm going to do that to myself and be away from my wife and my kids and my family that long, I want to do it with people that I enjoy being around. Right. Right. It makes all the difference in the world. So I just so loved this team and a lot of the love that you do feel in the movie. Um, we had a sweet little hippie uh, film family you know that made this movie together and um the morale was really high and you know um i mean we you know with any large group we had our little squabbles here and there but overall man it was a family and and we loved each other well and and even on the long hard days um we showed up and stayed there for each other and we stayed in it together that's probably the number one thing i would say i loved about this movie but um but my favorite scene by far and it was i i found it uh, years ago when I was doing the initial research for this movie, we've been trying to make this movie for seven years. Oh, wow. um, you know, in a historical biography, people always question if stuff was real or if you wrote, you know, wrote, made stuff up. But the coolest things in this movie are real. They really happened. And all we did was 
oh, we're using that story and that story and that story. And we just wrote it in the script. So one of those examples is when the uh, the church board and the deacons and the elders told Chuck that the the hippies couldn't come in because they were staining the carpet with their with their dirty feet. And he's like, okay. So Sunday he washed the feet of the hippies, you know. And um, when I read that story, I wept, <laughs> and I went to John Irwin the other director, you know, this was years ago. And I said, man, we could mess up every scene in this film, but if we get him washing the feet of these hippies so they can come to church, if we can get that right, we have a movie. So when he washed the feet of the hippie, then he gives that, he gives his, uh, you know, he speaks, you know, delivers a sermon. And then he tells everybody they're welcome to be there. And that old man crosses the aisle and sits down with the hippies. That's by far my favorite segment of the film. And I, I tear up every time, every time I see it. I had a Lionsgate executive visit Nashville. We were posting the movie in Nashville and um, I saw that scene for the first time. My editor just finished it and me and the uh, the music supervisor from Lionsgate walked in and watched it and we both just melted down together, like just in tears, I mean, just tears, man. It was so powerful. And uh, my editor, John, I was just like, John, this is, it, it was beautiful, man. He just, he just did it. He, the first, the first time he put it together, it was just perfect. And um, so, yeah, I love that. And then we got real busy. We we got real busy and we were behind. And so when that, the good thing about when you co-direct is you get on the same page, and you know what you're doing. And then sometimes if you have to, you can break off from each other and double up. So I got to shoot the scene where, Jeanette uh, Chuck's daughter is jamming out in her car to war and she stops and picked up picked up Lonnie uh, on you know the hitchhiking scene I got oh, I shoot. love that part I love that scene yeah yeah that was my favorite I I really I really loved uh shooting that one and, and uh we got a lot of comedy out of it and the actors are so great and um yeah so I that was really fun to shoot I love nearly every moment of working on this film uh, the actors just showed up to to work, but they were also very kind, low ego. Uh, Kelsey Grammer was just a dream to work with. So, so yeah, uh, but the, I would say those two scenes for me were the most fun. I mean, one on a spiritual level, and then the other, I think, more on the artistic filmmaker level, uh, for sure. But, uh, but yeah, those are those are my favorites for sure. Yeah, and it's been amazing watching because Kelsey, is he a Christian or does he claim to be a Christian? Because I've seen him on these interviews where he just starts weeping because the film has made such an impact on him. He said that he finally wanted to make a movie that meant something. And yeah. he's been on different talk shows. And I've seen him just get choked up and emotional talking about it. It's like it was unexpected. Like maybe he's, I don't know his journey or if he is he is he a believer? Is he now? Or do you know anything about that? Yeah, I don't I don't like to put words in people's mouths like without yeah. him being here. Like I, I, I will tell you what I think, but it but don't don't like uh don't pull quote me on it because it's just my observations, right? But I can tell you what I know about him. Um he was raised Christian scientist. Um he has some really trippy, very interesting views just about life and reality, uh uh that I think is very incredible. Uh but it's been it, it was interesting hearing some of his thoughts. Um uh, but, um, he, he, yes, he was, um, the, the real story is this, he was, um, uh, he had like a, a kind of a spiritual retreat with some of his good friends in the business. And it was, that was on a, like a Saturday and Sunday night. And they all came to this understanding that they had done a lot of stuff in Hollywood just to, for money, just to get the payout. 
And they made a bit of a pact that weekend. And they said, look, from here on out, as often as we can, you know, if we're not going to lose our house, lose our mortgage, let's let's pick up stuff that has spiritual and social significance. And they all basically shook on it. And they went home and uh, he woke up the next morning and the Jesus Revolution script was in his inbox. And he he literally took it as an answer to prayer and he read it and he cried, called his agent, said, I don't care about the money. I don't care about the schedule. I'm in. I'm in. Well, then he showed up and the dude is just wide open spiritually. Like when you walk into the room, you could almost feel it behind you. You'd be like, what's going on? You'd look and he's like walking through. He just carried this beautiful peace, man. And this presence, it was amazing. Um, so I will tell you, um, I think it did reignite his faith in some ways because he, uh, he went and visited Greg Laurie, took his family, went to a couple harvest, uh, events and, you know, went and hung out. So I definitely think, um, I, I, he definitely loves Jesus and he's definitely come out and said, um, he has faith in Jesus and and uh, is not ashamed to talk about Jesus. You know, he, he said that in his press. And so, uh, like I said, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but um, but man, I will tell you in between takes, he is one of the most peaceful, tranquil human beings I've ever encountered. I, I would try to spend wow. time with him because he's had terrible things happen to him in his life, his personal life, um, just some very bad things have, have happened. Um, and uh, he's walked some really low valleys in his life. And, um, so to see him walk in and exude that much peace, um, he, uh, you know, just full transparency, he's just a more of a peaceful human being than I am. He's a deeper human being than me. And I would seek him out and just ask him questions because I wanted to grow in my faith, you know? So, um, and I would say the same thing of Jonathan Rumi because people carry different judgments or different views, you know? So, so the moment when I said Christian Science, I, some people, I'm bet a bunch of people checked out. And then you know when I talk about Jonathan Rumi, I mean, he's a hardcore Catholic. He's going to be a Catholic till the day he dies. And and some people really really have trouble with that and recoil at that, you know. And so I have to be careful, like well, what, how I how I represent these guys because you know I'm not them and and everything like that. But um, but yeah, I would say I mean, for my from my vantage point and my experience with those guys, um, they don't come uh, more Christian than those two dudes, you know, like they just, they don't. And so well, it's um, interesting that you just said that because I didn't know that about Jonathan Rumi, who always plays Jesus and everything, by the way. Okay. For you to say he's Catholic and then Mel Gibson is staunch Catholic as it gets. He's Roman Catholic. And it's interesting that Roman Catholic did the movie Passion, which I think to this day, and I grew up watching Christian films, you know, I grew up in church and everything is the most powerful Christian film out there to this day. I still cry when I watch it, what, 20 years later or whatever it's been. And he is Roman Catholic. And now you're saying Jonathan Rumi is a Catholic. So that just shows you that, you know, you think Catholics, they're not in touch with Jesus or a relationship with Christ or the Holy Spirit. But here, these two Catholics are making such an impact in Hollywood and the industry, right? I agree. I, I agree 100%, and I know that probably uh, frustrates some some people viewing, but um, the religious yeah, I mean, we, yeah, we've got bigger fish to fry, you know. Right. Like, and I, and I don't want to be ugly or mean or hateful. Or right, like right, that. right. But people but yeah, put people bigger. in a box. God can use whoever He wants to use, right? Yeah, and I will say, the Passion of the Christ lends from the heart of a Catholic. It's powerful. It's it so is powerful. powerful to this it's day. Yeah, well, it's the best Christian film ever made. I mean, oh, dude, I agree, one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, no one can touch that film. Um, <laughs> no, he you know, can touch. Even, he's coming out know, with a new he, one, The Resurrection. Yeah, 
Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, he is awesome. working on it. You know, in the 70s, it was the hippies that didn't know who they were. You know, they were looking for love in all the wrong places. The modern day version of that is maybe the trans or, you know, the, the same sex community um, or who they just don't have their identity in Christ. They don't know who they are. And so we as a church needing to do this all over again, where we welcome those that are outcast or the ones that turn us off make us feel uncomfortable. God's calling us to also do that in our day and age, right? I agree with you a hundred percent on, uh, you know, once, once again, we find ourselves in, in a situation in a religious situation where there are, uh, entire people groups that aren't welcome in the church and they're not invited. Um, they, they would be scorned and, and hated, uh, and so, yeah, you're right. It's, uh, you know, we we definitely are full circle again back into a time where there are people who aren't um, who who would die before they thought they would would be welcome in a church. And so and it's heavy. It's heavy. And that was a heaviness. I think we carried in with us to this movie. John and I did an interview for, I think, the Los Angeles Times. And, uh, you know, we both said, said the same thing. But it's like, I don't. You know, for me, and I know this steps on some toes, I don't care what your political persuasion is. I don't care if you go to church or not. I don't I don't care about any of that. I just need you to know that I believe that God loves you. Amen. <laughs> and and if you can start there, magic, crazy, beautiful things can happen. And so that's really that was my conviction coming into this movie. Is like, man, if just someone could sit down and be like, wow, does God love me? And you feel a little something you're like, yeah, maybe so. That's the beginning of the thing, you know, and then the rest of it, I'm less concerned about. I appreciate you saying that. And it's, and, and you're right. Everybody's made in God's image and we're so quick to forget that. Right. Amen. Is there anything else you want to say about the film? Thanks for having me on to talk about it. I really, really appreciate it. I've really enjoyed this conversation. <laughs> me too. I would say I'm really proud of the fact that people from all walks of life can go see this. And, you know, if you are someone of faith and um, you wanted to take a friend or watch this with your friend in your living room, like if you haven't seen it yet, it's not a movie that's going to embarrass you or make you cringe and be like, oh, oh, man, this is not very, you know, it's a good movie. It's solid. It's um, it's got Hollywood production values and it's uh, it asks a lot of good questions, too. So. I would say if you haven't seen the film, give it a give it a try. Even if you're not a fan of uh, Christian movies, this one's a little bit different. It hits different. And uh, I think it will move you. I think you'll have a good time with it. But I think you'll also come away asking yourself some some questions about how you can maybe love on a deeper level. Well, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> well, it's great to connect. And thanks for having me on. Take care. Goodbye. Make sure to subscribe to get all the blog and podcast updates at leahmariecarson.com. Follow on Instagram at The Lens of Faith. And be sure to subscribe to The Lens of Faith podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google. Remember, friends, life becomes clearer when you focus through the lens of faith. Talk to you soon.